everybody, welcome to the 805 Happy Hour for the 2023 Swap Motor Live 450 Shootout. It's been a long, exhausting process, but uh, our crew of guys here, we got seven bikes tested today. Seven, because KTM asked if they could bring a ringer, or not a ringer, but like a wild card. They brought in the 350 SXF today, just to see, because the bike doesn't really have an official class, but it's obviously only available we're only eligible for the 450 class. So, um, joined today by my esteemed panel of testers, Kyle Vara at the end, Renee Garcia, Pat Foster, Brian Smith, Scrub Daddy, and Kyle Perner. I'm Don Maeda, and uh, yeah, this is the 805 Happy Hour at uh, Blackmore Ranch in Murrieta, California. We're very blessed to uh, be invited to host our happy hour here once again. So, guys, I was worked by the fourth bike today. I don't know why, but I don't know if it's because I haven't been riding as much, but I did ask them not to prep the track for us today. So we had a rough track to uh, ride on. So that could have been it, but man, I'm getting old or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, seven bikes is a lot and it would have been eight, but Suzuki decided they didn't want to participate. Yeah. Is that the deal? Yeah. So we'll, Suzuki, we'll gotta... uh, Suzuki elects to pass. Well, it's unfortunate because that bike's fun. Mm -hmm. I would have I would have loved to have seen uh, where it stacked up. I know yeah. it hasn't changed much, but it's a fun bike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess we should just cut to the chase. We're going to talk about each of our favorites. So, um, Kyle, what did what did you pick first today? Coming in in first place is the Cowie for me. Mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of it being familiar to me, I got on that bike and I felt like I could just ride that thing all day. And, and it, it just handles so well and the power is so finely tuned mm -hmm. that like, I think the combination is, is amazing. You know, like that bike's gonna be hard to beat, I think until um, they change it. You know, it's a solid platform and, and Cowie put a lot of work into it. And I think it's, it's holding true even with these newer bikes that are coming out. But yeah, Cowie was my was my pick. And you said you're sure. familiar with it. Do you spend a lot of time on a Cowie? Yeah. Is that what your is that your yeah, yeah. typical bike? Yeah, so I've I've ridden a couple years of the Cowie now <coughs> and kind of felt the progression that they made, you know, from like eighteen to now. And I think they've they've done a really good job and have gone in the right direction. So that was my pick. Um, but the thing is is like that was my number one, <coughs> but two and three were so close. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the bikes are so good today, it's it's super hard to to pick. It it kind of comes down to like rider preference at this point. Yeah, you know. It's funny because the Cowie's completely unchanged, right? Yeah. And it was the winner last year. It won by a lot last year, I think. Um, like you, I spent a lot of time on a Kawasaki. I mean, I spent the first half of the year on the YZ450 last year, but ended up on the Cowie. Um, it's funny when we had these tests, right? Like, wow, that's what you're used to, you know? Like, yeah. I, I got on the bike and I was like, oh, comfortable, you know? I know what it's gonna do. I know what to expect. Doesn't catch me off guard. Um, so I was actually thinking this year about saying that we couldn't pick the bike that we yeah. spend the most time on. But then I was like, ah, I don't know. And we'll talk about it more next year, you know? But, uh, but I just had that idea a couple nights ago. But, but regardless of, of that, I think the best bike would prevail regardless. But um, I don't well, know, familiarity makes a big difference. Yeah, but being in that, that situation where you have, you, you have all the bikes there, 
and you're jumping off each bike mm -hmm. one after another, you really get a comparison. Like it's it's way better than just riding that bike and then waiting a couple weeks and then riding another yeah, one. At a different track. You see yeah. the contrast right away. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Renee, how about you? Uh, for me, like Kyle, um, first and second was tough, man. Like it was really, really tough. Um, I, I remember getting off the last bike and uh, someone asked me, so what's up, what do you think? And I was like, dude, I gotta go look at my notes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like it's really close. Um, I ended up going with the KTM today, mm -hmm. uh, KTM 450 SXF. Um, man, you know, it's funny because I feel like that bike kind of came in under the radar this year. Um, we rode the factory editions, me and Pat, Pat and I. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like a, you know, almost a year now. It's been a while <laughs> since we rode the factory edition, but uh, we got introduced to the new chassis then. And uh, ever since then, man, I really liked it. You know, right from the first day we rode it, um, rode today the standard model and uh, got a lot of those same feelings that I, that I felt back in, uh, back when we rode it at Paula. Mm -hmm. um, just without the little, little chingas here and there that the factory edition <laughs> has, but. Uh, orange, orange. Yeah, I really like uh, the, the new chassis. I think they went the right way. Uh, everything that I was asking of the new bike. Um, I wanted a little bit more rigidity. I got that. Um, I wanted a better working fork. Um, did not think that that would be possible with the air fork, but they proved me wrong. Um, had no complaints on that today, and uh, the, the power package is, uh, is amazing. Um, has really good bottom, pulls really far like KTM's used to, and uh, you know, you wrap that together with the amazing electric start, hydraulic clutch, and you got a solid bike, but uh, like I said, very, very close first and second for me. Patrick? I don't disagree with either of, of these guys. I, got, I rode the Cowie and I went, man, this bike is just solid. Every, it just does everything well. I agree with Renee. I really like the new KTM. I had a ball on that bike today. I think the new chassis is great. The engine's really strong, especially in <coughs> MAP2. I think it's the best air fork they've ever had. But my, my first choice is the Yamaha. And uh, I've liked the Yamaha the last couple of years, and this is an all new bike. But I think nearly every change that they've made is a big improvement over last year. Mm -hmm. it's, it's lighter, it's faster, it's more nimble. I think it's. Uh, it, it handles better in the corners. I think they've sacrificed some straight line stability. It's an all new bike. I think we learned a lot about bike setup today. I think Yamaha learned a lot about bike setup today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but um, while, I, while I wish it was a little bit more stable, like the 22, man, the cornering and the narrowness and the, and the, the engine that's not only faster, but it's smoother. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I really like that bike. Yeah, you liked it too, right, Scrody? Oh, I loved it. I mean, that was that bike was the one for me too. I mean, it was everything like he just said. Everything was right on point. But that KX was like I'm talking like <laughs> oh, it was like a hair. That's close. <laughs> you know, when you took off on the YZ, I just heard you going wah 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 wah, <laughs> and you were going past me, and your handlebars are going like this, and you were still like going wah 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 wah. I'm like oh. He don't like that thing, and then you come back and you loved it. Oh yeah, it was good. It took me like <laughs> half a lap, but then after that, it's, I guess I just kind of, it just felt like it didn't do nothing weird. And it was, the track was pretty bumpy, especially yeah. where I was trying to double clutch it. It was still just going. You know what's funny, Don, is like how you're saying about implementing that rule of not being able to select the bike that you spend the most time on. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great idea for sure. But I mean, even someone like me, I really don't spend that much time on the Cowie, uh, besides when we do these tests, these intros or the shootouts. And I don't know what it is about the Cowie, but every time I jump on it, 
I feel at home, even though it's not my home bike. Like, yeah. I, it's like, I know what it's going to do, and that's why it was, it was so close. And it's so interesting to hear that it was also uh, a player for so many of our other test riders at different, you know, height, weight, ability. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was a Cowie. And I don't spend a lot of time on that bike, only in like shootouts or mm -hmm. testing a little or jump on yours once in a while mostly on a KTM, but uh, to me, the Cowie, I'm most comfortable. When I get on that bike, I, it's safe, it's stable, it's got a great motor, it turns good. It's just a good all-around bike, and I just feel right, like, you know, like Renee said, I feel at home on it. Even though I, I haven't ridden it in a year, I get on it and I'm like, yeah, it just feels right. So, yeah, for me, it was the Cowie. And the top three bikes for me were all super close. You know, and I, they could have flip-flopped from track to track, but today, this track, the way the conditions were, for me, it was the Cowie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel really guilty saying I chose the Kawasaki first because it's what I normally race, especially lately, right? Like, I started the year off on the Yamaha, had a lot of fun on it, uh, but uh, I've been running the factory or the special racer, the SRKX450, and uh, it's a lot different than the standard one, right? So I got on the standard one today and I'm like, okay, feels right at home, feels comfortable. But I'm like, man, sounds like a lawnmower, you know, because the, <laughs> the, the SR has a pro circuit pipe on it. It's really loud, yep. but even more so, uh, the SR has, you know, the ported cylinder head. Mm -hmm. So that thing hits a lot harder, but most importantly, it has the same style of power band but where the stock one flattens out, the SR goes whop a little bit further, right? So on the second lap today, I hit the uphill triple in the middle of the track, and I did the, the drop down double before it, and rolled it on, just like you said, give it everything, right? Yeah. So I did, and it was great. And then the second lap, or the third lap, I came around and do it. I was feeling all tangy, and I went off the, the double, and I got on the gas earlier. It was like, wah. He went, wah. <laughs> it was it just flattened out. Just that couple feet was enough to yeah, get the flat spot. flattened out where the SR would go further, right? Mm. And I came up so short. <laughs> I think I was behind you. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But then that. the next lap, I was all idiot. And so I didn't gas it as early. But you know, you just have to kind of like know where the power is going to run out and you want to hit something in the sweet spot. But um, yeah, that, that, was, that was the only thing that got me about the Cali today. And then obviously the suspension's a little different, but um, the bike is just super comfortable, super stable. Uh, it corners amazingly well for such a stable bike. And I think there's no holes in the power band. It's really good. Yeah. But um, I was most excited today to ride the Yamaha because Pat, you and I rode it in Florida at the goat farm. Um, I don't think you could ask for better track conditions that day, you know? So it was like, kind of like, Okay, it was great there, but how's it going to be here? So I was excited to get it back, yeah. right? The rest of you guys, today was your first time riding the bike. I'm sure you're all super excited to ride it because it's super hyped up. Um, I got on it today, and I rode it with the light off, the standard mount, mm -hmm. and was just like, yeah, why does anyone need this much power? Like, I was getting all out of control, and so I put the map on the uh, smooth aggressive and, and had much better luck with that, but... I did work on the Yamaha more with the technicians than any other bike. Mm -hmm. I think I came in three or four times on it to uh, try to 
find better balance. I felt that the, for me, the bike was, uh, was a little bit heavy on the front, like stink bug. The shock felt like it was overpowering the shock, uh, the fork. And uh, I was just searching for a little bit better, better balance and more comfort and more trust. But, um, you know, it was just one day here, so. Well, we went to the goat farm and the conditions were amazing. That red clay was so tacky and you didn't need to hit a rut or a berm or anything to corner there. And I think Yamaha was really trying to showcase how much more agile this new bike is and how much better it corners. And so you'll remember they're setting our bikes up with like 96 or 97 millimeters of sag. Yeah, I couldn't touch the ground. And bo both of us are going, wow, that's, a, that's aggressive, but it worked there. Mm -hmm. You know, the track didn't get that rough and then it, and it did corner amazing. But the, but the new chassis corners well anyway. And I think we got here and the track was a little, it started out a little bumpy and the dirt was a little bit hard packed because it had been ridden. And that wasn't the right setup for today, especially Kawea, which is a fast, sweepy track. You want to set your bike up more towards stability than agility, right? Mm -hmm. We're not at Paris with a lot of tight ruts and, and in and out. You want to sweep. And so I felt what you felt when I first got on the bike, we relaxed it a little bit, but I'd started with a hundred millimeters of sag. Mm -hmm. And it, it had the front end bias that you're talking about. Yeah. And it was a little heavy on the front and it kind of made the forks feel not as plush as they normally would feel. And it's like, hey, we need, to, we need to add some sag. And even when we did that, it still had a little front end bias. I ended up going down a couple millimeters on the fork just to gain some balance on the bike. Mm -hmm. And then that, then that became a good starting point and we started playing with some clickers and some things. But I think that being an all new bike, uh, I just don't think they've done a lot of testing. And I think they were kind of guessing at the setup. And uh, I think you could set the bike up any way you wanted to at the goat farm and it'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, like I said, when, I, when we started, I think we all kind of learned a little bit about it, but we definitely need to spend some more time with that bike. And I think Yamaha does as well. I think they learned a lot from some of our comments today. Yeah, it's funny because <clears throat> in a shootout, you know, time's limited, so I usually am like clickers and everything. Mm -hmm. But when I first got on the bike, I think I followed you. Yeah. They were adjusting the fork height. So then I was like, huh. And so I went out and the they first thing I asked, back. I asked them to do was let's drop the fork. I didn't know if they raised the forks for you or lowered them, but I was like, let's drop the forks mm -hmm. in the triple clamps a little bit. And they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you got the idea on your own. Yeah, I went and pulled up to Pat and I just said, hey, I'm getting a little bit of head shake on D-cell, landing off the, tape, the finish line tabletop. It's kind of bumpy down there and I'm getting head shake in other areas. The front's real busy. And Pat looks at the fork and he's like, yeah, they set it up too aggressive for turning. He, and so I went back and I said, hey, can we drop it you know, a couple millimeters? Because I think it's set at seven, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we went to five, but first, they didn't really want to do it, so they, they wanted to go, let's try a stiffer setting. That didn't help at all. Actually made it slightly worse, mm -hmm. less, less comfortable to ride everywhere else. But the, believe it or not, the two millimeters really worked. I mean, it really made a big difference. I wasn't getting head shake anymore. I felt safer on the bike. The bike's amazing. The motor is fantastic. It feels light. It turns amazing. I was just looking for that little bit more of stability. Mm -hmm. And I think with just some time on the bike and some testing, like you said, we don't have much time. You know, we gotta get through all these bikes throughout the day. So that was really the most I messed with the bike was the Yamaha because I knew it has its potential and I wanted mm -hmm. to try and get it. But yeah, 
So I, I think it's I think it's definitely a great machine. It's just going to need a little. Well, and, and to your point, when you started the day, it kind of had tendencies like a Honda mm -hmm. a little bit. And what we've learned over the years is the Honda is pretty sensitive to setup. Yeah. And, a, and a few millimeters on the forks is a big difference between head shake and stability and yep. oversteering versus being a little broader in the corners. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's fairly sensitive to setup, very similar to the Honda. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. With the new bike, it's really hard to expect them to have the de the setting dialed. You know, I mean, they haven't had that much time with the bike. Um, but it's actually really interesting to, to hear your guys' thoughts too, because I, that's my conclusion was, I feel like everything that we asked of the Yamaha last year or what we'd like to change, they did it. Um, I just, I just didn't think that it, they would be so detrimental to the things we loved about the Yamaha before. You know, which it kind of did, right? Kind of, we got that turning that we wanted, but we kind of gave away some stability. Um, we wanted the bike to mellow out, and, and I think that uh, I really like that this year. Um, I feel like the bike was a little bit more, um, a little bit more subtle coming on, and you know when you get on the gas, it and didn't have that big torque. Yeah, it's not yeah. so jerky. On yeah, not so jerky. And, and when you're riding a track that's like Paris or something like that on a Yamaha, like it was kind of hard. Like it was really hard. It was it was a, a very much a handful, right? Because I mean, it just felt like the thing wanted mm -hmm. to do a backflip out of every turn. <laughs> Um, it's still very fast, though. I mean, even like being at Kuiya, you're a little bit more on the gas, so you're not getting it so much of that initial jerk. But when you get into that mid end, I mean, dude, I had trouble keeping the front end down on that thing. Like, it's still very fast, and I think that's great because that's one thing that Yamaha has been known for for the last few years is being the powerhouse of the class. So I think it was great to see. Um, like you guys, I mean, this is only our first day on it. I think that. Uh, you know, great by Yamaha by listening to, I think, what a lot of the test riders had, had to say about the bike. Uh, I think they, they try to hit all those on the button, but uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to get it really dialed. And uh, I think this is just only the beginning. You know, I think it's only, only up from here. I think they have a really good platform to uh, build off of and uh, accommodate a wide variety of riders for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Imagine when that thing is, like, dialed. Like when you put some suspension on it, you get it dialed, that thing's gonna be a monster. You know, mm -hmm. the engine's so strong stock that I don't, I don't even know if I would want more power. No. You know, it's, I mean, then it's, you have the power tuner out, right? You can yeah, do it however you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, yeah, the, the biggest thing that I had noticed was the nervous front end. That was like the only thing that was kind of like keep me back a little bit. Everything else it did really, really well. And I felt like you could carry your roll speed through corners and not be worried about grabbing a handful and having the bike like step out or something. You could kind of just idle it around corners and it had enough torque to like pull you around. But did anyone else feel like that, like second gear, I mean, the bike revs really far. You can yeah. rev it really far, but I don't like to ride bikes all revved out. So I'm a more of a th third gear kind of lugging, but I felt like this year's bike maybe isn't as good in third gear lugging out of corners and stuff as last year's. Does anyone else have? feel that same way? You know what, Donnie, I don't remember exactly, but I, I remember a lot of discussion when they were talking about the bike, and they, I think they lengthened second gear, right? Mm -hmm. They talked about being able to rev second gear a long, long way, yes. so it, it could be that there's a little bit of a gap between second and third if you're a quicker shifter, mm -hmm. but that was one of the things that they were talking about at, at the Go Farm. They go, hey, you can leave this thing in second a yeah, lot of the track. It, it revs forever, and it doesn't get, like I was expecting the bike to get real busy under high RPMs. Mm -hmm. It really didn't get any busier. The, the front end thing was, for me, was more on D-cell, not really so much when I was on the gas. So 
yeah, it's a good bike for sure. We just uh, a little more time and testing yeah. on it would be solid. Yeah, the whole track in second. Same thing. I like <laughs> it. I mean, I looked that thing in second and revved it to the moon. Yeah, and keeps pulling. Yep. Hit that triple. One thing I liked about it though was <laughs> you're when, you the did, when you did get on the gas and rev it, make sure I had you it didn't hear yeah. like, it didn't sound like the air box was just going to explode off the front, of, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. way more controlled and like it, it didn't feel like chaos when you got it up into the high end. Mm -hmm. um, just more solid sounding, which was nice. You know what I, I noticed uh, on the Yamaha more than anything today was that I would heat up the clutch really you know because like I, I don't know i was trying to be all tangy like in the corners and stuff were and you the, keeping it in third and using the clutch yeah yeah that's what yeah. i was doing too so uh i actually adjusted the, the tension on the, the clutch lever on the perch for a little bit and uh i was just like dude it's hydraulic i got i get the hydraulic option yep. <laughs> yeah but did you like the cable clutch see to me uh I know that the, the higher end riders, they, they feel the difference in yeah. everything. To me, it doesn't matter. And it's like, I get the same starts on a Cowie with a hydraulic clutch as I do on a Yamaha with a cable, but. Um, I feel like the cable clutch is just, you can, you can control the like disengaging of the clutch. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I can like, it's almost like you can mentally picture the clutch basket opening and like you're in control of every position, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, that, that was actually the first time I went back to a cable clutch after jumping to the hydraulic. And uh, the feel, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm stoked that Yamaha now has an option where you can run both. Yeah. Because I think some riders you know, might prefer the cable over the hydraulic or vice versa. So. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because you were just, when we started this conversation initially, you're like, hey, it was so helpful to be able to ride the bikes back to back yeah. and, and feel them at the same day. Well, when Don and I were testing at the goat farm, uh, we got to, Don was riding our stock bike with a cable clutch. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's definitely more of a switch. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a quicker engagement and disengagement. It's a little more precise. But we got to borrow one of the staff's bikes that had this, it's about 300 bucks, mm -hmm. $300 uh, hydraulic clutch option. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, Donnie, you gotta, you gotta go back and forth because riding the same bike, like it's one thing to ride a Yamaha with a cable clutch and then get on a Kawasaki with a hydraulic and feel the difference. Yeah. Going Yamaha to Yamaha, it was a, it was a big difference. And the amount Smooth of down. throw it, it made the bike, it made the power much easier to manage because there's a with little the bit cable? more throw with the hydraulic. The hydraulic just had a little bit more feel and a little more feed to it. So it was easier to modulate the power. Yeah. It wasn't as precise and quick, but um, in a lot of ways it made it easier to ride. Hmm. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. So um, what'd you guys think of the 350? Because, uh, you know, it, First time we had the 350 and the 450 shootout, oh, you just smirked. Dude, I, I love that bike. It's yeah. so fun. That bike's insane, but the, the problem is, I don't know if it, is it fair to have it in the 450 shootout? That's a class you would race if you were it's, not it's, a vet. It's legal. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, like, that bike's just the most fun bike to ride out there, you know, because mm -hmm. you can rev the thing. It, it doesn't have a rev limiter. Yeah. Like, you can just <laughs> rev that thing right? until it, it explodes. You know, it'll just, it'll go all the way through. But it's crazy how 
It's the same chassis as the 450. Yeah. Same exact everything. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's different is the engine and like the rotating mass of the engine is lighter than the 450. And that's crazy how much it It affects the handling, right? It's crazy. It's only one pound lighter, but it feels 10 pounds lighter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that bike, I mean, if I never had to race ever again, which I don't really race anyways, like, God, that's a great option. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot of things besides ego that are holding me back exactly. to just getting a 350 versus riding a 450, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I 100%. mean, I don't think that anybody can say like the, the 350 is slow. Like it's, it's such a great like in between, you know, like my biggest thing that I like about the 350 more is just the less inertia. And, and, and that plays a big factor in cornering and scrubbing, just attacking the track and a lap to lap it's a big difference, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you're taking like a 10 pound weight vest off and, and you're able to just attack more. And you know what, it'd been really interesting to see the lap times. Cause I think that would be like the first sure deciding factor is like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what am I faster on? Because if I'm being honest with you, like I feel like I'm definitely attacking harder on the 350. It's still a lot, doesn't have quite as much bottom end as much as the 450s. It definitely, once he gets up to the mid to top, I think it's pretty, pretty fair. I think it's pretty, pretty close, but mm-hmm. it's not quite there in the sense of bottom end compared to 450. But, uh, I mean, I've ridden, I've had one, the, uh, I think a 21 I used to have and compared to that thing, it has a little bit better bottom end for sure. It's getting closer to being more, uh, equivalent to a 450 than a 250. I think last year or the years past, like it felt like a, a just a really fast 250, like mm-hmm. a modded 250. Um, Versus now, I think it's kind of getting closer to being just a slow, almost 450. But in a weird way, like it's a, it doesn't sound negative, like some some of that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you say you say slower, and I, I think of it a little bit differently because the 450s are so fast that everybody's been working on smoothing out the delivery, and I don't think they did that on the 350. The 350's got a little bit of excitement to it. It doesn't have as much power. Mm-hmm but it has a quick delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's snappy, yes. in my opinion. And to Kyle's point, less engine inertia, and it, it, just, feels, it just feels freer, yeah. and it yeah. feels unweighted, and I, I think that it handles better. It, it comes into corners, it feels lighter, so you can be more aggressive going into corners. And because it doesn't quite have as much uh, grunt down low, you can get on it earlier. So you can be more aggressive and likely carry a lot more speed through the corners, especially somebody aggressive like you. Once you got comfortable on it and really feeling good, I think that you'd be pushing hard on it. And, um, and you know what? That bike today, as, as, as well as it revved and as loose as it felt, I got off and I go, hey, this thing feels a little tighter that than I'm used to. I go, hey, how, how much time is on this bike? And he goes, an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, so this thing's going to get way better than this yeah. even because it still felt a little mm-hmm. snug to me. It felt new. But I love 350s. And... You know how it is. We, we test bikes a lot, so people ask us, "Hey, what do I, what do I get?" I got four of my some of my best riding buddies all riding 350s. I got two guys on Huskies and two guys on KTM's, and they love them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would I why would I need a 450? There's so. a there's a weird stigma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there like it would be ego. Yeah, yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Like it would be tough for me to go out if I had to go buy a bike right now. It'd be tough for me to go buy the 350 because I mentally would be like, I, ju- I need to be on the 450. Like, that's kind of where I need to like live, you know? But the 350, w- so when I hopped off the bike, the KTM guys asked me if, if they thought it was com- competitive with the 450. 
And I was like, you get the right guy on that bike and he'll smoke anyone on a 450. Where you would run into issues is like straight up just power to power. So like going up the hill at Washougal or something, mm -hmm. like you're gonna lose a little bit to the 450, but man, that thing is, is unreal. Like you said, I think with the exception of starts or like a big, big yeah, steep yeah. hill or a drag race, I think the, it, the 350 is plenty competitive with, with the 450, you know, with, with any guy riding a back-to-back, -back for mm -hmm. sure. Even, even there, though, like Mammoth, Sleater, Sleater whole shot at some pro motos on a 350 in, in the 450 class. And uh, my buddy David Barrett's riding a 350, and he whole shot in the 50 Pro with Kurt Nicole and those mm -hmm. guys and led, actually won a moto. And, um, I, I mean, even even at Mammoth, at elevation straight up the hill, they do good. Yeah, they do good. Okay, so there's one person in this panel that was like, "That thing is an old man vet bike. It's uh -oh. too slow." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, because I would, I definitely, what well, maybe, because my corner speed sucks, but I was not comfortable with trying to hit like the triple. I wasn't gonna try it. Oh, you really? hit it? No, no. Huh? You hit it with it? Yeah, plenty yeah. of power on that thing. I mean, plenty. but come on, man. You, you move it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He couldn't hit it. Yeah, so that, that, that's a good point, though, right? Because those guys are carrying more corner speed. They're like you or I, right? Mm -hmm. And like you roll through the corner and wave to your friends. And, and, then, you go, <laughs> and then you go, wah, 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 wah. I don't know, so you don't have that power to do the wah, wah, wah. Right. right? He relies on the torque of a 450 to, you know. But what I did notice, I bet you I could ride that. I could ride that 350 till it runs out of gas. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you even ridden a 250, though, for example? A 250 four-stroke, if ever? Yeah, like... Not last oh, year on the Suzuki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? It was good. He uh, sucks. <laughs> he sucks on a 250. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it because it revs out a lot. Yeah. 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 Sorry. For me, the 350 was... It may have been the funnest bike to ride all day. And uh, it was by far the fastest 350 I've ever ridden had more grunt on the bottom it revved the moon and i was like huh i really thought in my mind i wonder like how this would do at glen helen like going up the hills could it would it would it be competitive or would a 450 just smoke me mm -hmm. um but yeah i think what it comes down to what you guys were saying about carrying good corner speed on those bikes and just knowing where you know where to pull in but the bike was so fun and didn't get tired riding it. You could ride it forever, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, the thing that kills me about the 350 is that it, like it's only pound lighter, right? Mm -hmm. But the engine character makes the bike feel so different than the 450. Yeah. Like the 350 is the last bike I rode today and I was dead tired, but I was just like, oh, ha ha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fun on it, you know? it was a good time. Like I've raced it at Paris and gotten great starts on a pair of short straight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, like, I think any time I race Paris, I'll probably race a 350, but like, I raced at Glen Helen and had the whole shot until the last, like, part up the hill and yeah. got gobbled up by the 450s, but, um, you know, with the right guy that's, like, lighter or, or more aggressive, great bike. Mm -hmm. I think it was interesting to have that thing in the shootout this year. I know it's probably a little bit more energy we had to expend to ride a seventh bike, but it was a good eye-opener to ride it back-to-back -back with the other bike. Yeah, just to have a different perspective of how that bike stacks up against all the other ones. And um, 
like I said, I thought it was it was a blast to ride, probably the funnest bike to ride today. Yeah. If if putting it in our shootout and people listen to this and go, hey man, that sounds that sounds like fun, they buy it, they won't be disappointed. Yeah. No. They, no. they definitely would not be disappointed. No. One, thing mm -hmm. one thing it's gonna cause though is okay, when are the Japanese manufacturers gonna put out something? I'm surprised they haven't, yeah. to be I, honest. I mean yeah. it's it's gotta be on the radar. I can't ride twelve bikes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ride twelve bikes in one day. <laughs> So the, uh, the 450, let's talk about that bike. You know, Renee, you liked it the best. I got it, and I'm just like, dude, this thing is like too, you know, ready to race, right? That's the thing. I mean, it's like, I ain't ready to race this thing. It's like, it's honestly, it's so powerful. I like it in the slower map. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, there was one year when KTM and Husqvarna changed their mapping, so it was a freer revving feel and it made the bike feel lighter and I loved it. I think it won our shootout. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would do that, go back to that map. But uh, of all the non-magic map years, this has been the best for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is good. How, okay, you're on the 22 factory edition, factory which is edition. a precursor to this bike. Yeah, same platform. How does the standard 23 compare to your factory edition? Very similar, almost the same. I mean, I, it feels to me, almost identical yeah yeah um like you said it's a race ready bike mm -hmm. it doesn't have like if you just go out and get on it and cruise around there's not a whole lot of comfort yeah. on it it's, it's stiffer, right mm -hmm. but the more you push that bike and the harder you ride it the more it rewards you and for me i've been riding that bike so i'm super comfortable on it but um it it just seems to have just really good power and I ride map two with traction control mm -hmm. when the track is dry and slippery um, because it just I'm comfortable with that and I usually have pretty smooth throttle control so I'm not you know too worried about getting looped out but um, the KT, whole KTM platform and what they did to that bike and the direction they've gone has just been amazing right do you use the quick shift yeah do you mm -hmm. yeah yeah we've raced it I don't know a handful of times at mm -hmm. least and um, yeah Good. Quick shift's cool. Cool. Yes. cool. You like the quick shift, right? Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah? Oh, that's the best part about it. Really? I, so I, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you, you clutch a lot. Well, because I, I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> that's for, <laughs> that's for effect. <laughs> <laughs> up that you back like the light lit up, or what do you? No, the back part the back part of the track, I was using it. Oh, yeah? Because I, I, I've never gotten into it because I grew up on a two-stroke, mm -hmm. and so I've always, always had a had finger, finger on the clutch, and I touch it for every shift, and so it's like, uh, you know what, I'm not going to relearn how to ride. I mean, my, this finger hasn't touched a, a bar in 20 years or something, right? It's always right. been out here. So I've, I've never got into the quick shift, but, but you use a lot. I do, especially when I get t a little more tired. Like yeah. let's say late in a moto and you're coming around and you're getting ready to go up Talladega and your arms are burning. Uh -huh. You start hanging on with your legs. <laughs> Taking that finger off is makes a big deal. Sure. I mean, I ride with my finger on there too. That's how I ride most of the time until I get tired. Yep. And then that's that when sense. I, so it has definitely helped in, in that instance. And it's helped on the start too, because sometimes you get just, just shuffled around a little bit and you're like, ah, oh, you start grabbing gears yep. without using the clutch and it just shifts right in. So kind of a cool feature I just leave it on I don't notice it any mm -hmm. other time when you're riding you know just usually late in the motos or on the start yeah. did you try it today Pat quick shift no I, I tried it at the intro mm, yeah and played played around with it a little bit and you know made my forced myself to do some starts mm -hmm. and like deliberately 
wrapped my hand around the bar. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, I, I get it. It was a little bit notchy. There's a little hesitation, but I just went, hey, you know what? It's not really for me. I, I feel the same way. Um, like Kyle and like Pat, I mean, we rode the bike uh, back in Paula, and uh, bike felt very, very similar today. I mean, like I said, honestly, besides the aesthetics, like the bike felt the same on the track. Um, we tried, me and Pat both tried quick shift at Paula, and I wasn't really impressed. Like, I, I, I didn't really think it worked that well, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I thought that uh, it was a, there was a little bit of like a lag when we rode it, and it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, eh, you know, I don't think I really need it. So I really didn't try it too much today. Um, but I mean, overall, the, the KTM has made significant strides in the right direction. Um, I thought that there would be no way I'd put the KTM in first place unless they went back to a, a spring fork or something. Mm -hmm. um, they proved me wrong. Uh, I've been a really big fan of the chassis ever since I first rode it. I think it gave us everything we wanted and some. Um, the bike is extremely stable, yet corners really well. Um, I really like the engine. Uh, I have to say that's probably one of my favorite parts about it. It has really nice throttle response, but uh, it's, it's weird compared to other bikes that have also have really nice throttle response. I don't struggle keeping the front wheel down. Like it's pretty manageable, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, and the bike revs really far. And so I, like I said, I think it just, it clicked all the boxes on, on my book. And uh, yeah, it was just really hard to beat, man. It's just, it's a solid bike and I really enjoyed it. I think uh, it gets better the more you push. And mm -hmm. so that really was like confidence inspiring for me. Did anyone else feel that, that that bike vibrates a little more than some of the other ones? I think it does. Yeah. I think yeah. it does. Yeah. I, I, I agree with Renee, and for a few years there, I, I just wasn't a big fan of the KTM. I didn't like the frame flex of, of the old model. I thought, it, I thought it moved too much. They had suspension settings that were too soft. I thought the, the power delivery was too smooth. And now, uh, I love MAP2. I, I know it's a lot, and it's, a, and it's and some tracks, I think it might even be too much for me um, from time to time. But man, I, it's just so much quicker now, and it makes the bike feel a little better. It makes it feel faster. And I, I just really like the new chassis. It's stiffer, mm -hmm. but it just makes it more deliberate, and it goes where you point it, and you don't have any extra movement in the bike. I love how the frame comes down, and the, and the spars kind of come together. It makes it really easy to hold on with your feet and the new foot pegs are super wide and, and, and deep. And, mm -hmm. uh, but to your point about the power, the thing is, it's got so much power, but it's really, it's got a lot of torque character. So it's not trying to wheelie. Like you were talking about the Yamaha wanting to, wanting to come up on you. The KTM doesn't want to do that, but it feels every bit as fast and powerful. It's just got a deep, torquey delivery. So it's, it's fast, but it's pretty easy to manage. Mm -hmm for as fast as it's going. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really pumped on the new KTM. In fact, I, I rode it midway through the day and I went, wow, this, this could win. This thing's really good. Yeah, it's funny because uh, the Husqvarna FC450, right? Mm -hmm. Same platform. Mm -hmm. It's closer, I think, than previous years. Mm -hmm. Still has the lower suspension and uh, has the same subframe though. Mm -hmm. But something about the bodywork still chokes it up a little bit more. Um, in the past, I have liked the Husky better than the KTM because it's mellower and, and less intimidating for me. But I wasn't very comfortable on the Husky today. Um, it felt harsh and it felt kind of heavy. It felt heavier. The engine character gave the bike a heavier feel. And uh, yeah, I just wasn't 
super pumped on the Husky today. I mean, it's a good bike. It's a great bike. Corners well. It's just uh, it just had a completely different feel than the, the KTM. I rode the KTM on map one, right? I rode the Husky on map two because map one was really. You know, and even on map two on the Husky, did it feel the power still feel muted to yeah. the KTM in map one? It did. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it did. Yeah. Oh, did, did you guys feel the same way about the Husky versus the KTM at all? I absolutely did. I, I, it's it's definitely like I just said, the power's muted. It's mm -hmm. just it's just milder. It's it's not as aggressive, which also lends itself to making the bike feel a little bit heavier because it's not as lively coming out. And uh, you know what? I liked the I liked the Husky suspension. There's there's quite a few turns on this track where you're where you can stand up. The track's pretty sweepy, and I and I liked standing up on the Husky through the corners. But sitting down. I'm not a fan of the shorter suspension. I'm almost 6'1", and I already have room issues with my legs in between the bar and the ground, and uh, I, it just feels a little squatty to me. So um, I, I like the KTM significantly more than the, than the Husky. Yeah, for me, it's a comfort thing. I, 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 like a, I agree with Pat. Uh, it's, there's areas of the track where I feel the Husky performs better from a handling standpoint, like coming down the hills and stuff. I feel like it stays more planted and the bike can work beneath your legs when you're standing uh, a lot more freer. Um, but there's just certain areas where it's just like I do feel cramped and I just, it just, it's a comfort thing. It's not necessarily a performance, I think. Mm -hmm. it, it's more, more comfort. Um, it is choked up a little bit because I close off airbox. But uh, I think that, I mean, any day where I just ride the Husky alone, I, I don't think I really complain about it too much. I think I adjust. Mm -hmm. I'm not super tall to where I, I can I can still adjust and manage, uh, but you know it's just when you get to ride them back to back, it's it's all the little imperfections show, and I think that's just exactly what we saw today. I think harsh is a great word for it today, yeah. because like you know that little S turn before you hit that table and then to the big step up in the back, mm -hmm. going through that turn, if you were offline at all and you went through straight through those bumps, you could feel it in your kidneys, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, sure. like it, it, you could feel how harsh it was. And you felt that more in the Husky than the KTM? Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The KTM felt really planted to the ground. Like uh, when I first got on it, the forks were a little bit soft. Mm -hmm. So like going into corners hard on the brakes, I felt like it was diving a little bit and I was getting a little bit of head shake. Uh, we added 0.3 pounds of pressure to the fork, and that kind of added it or brought it up a little bit, yeah. and it took it right away. But the KTM, the, the thing is, is like, I would much rather have a bike that is controllable and handles great, that's low on power, and ride the shit out of that thing, sure. instead of um, a bike that's extremely fast. Like, like something with the KTM power is like, it's, it's a handful, like especially in that map too. That thing, I think it's arguably right up there with the Yamaha as far as power goes. Probably even faster than the Yamaha, the way it hits. But um, the KTM is controllable. And then I rode it in map one, which I think softened the power a little bit. And that was like the perfect combo for me. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't need the hard hitting of it because like that thing will throw you, you know, like it'll throw the back end out if you're not careful. Or like the KTM's, it's a race ready bike. And the pegs, that's, that's another thing. The pegs, like, I really like the diameter of them. Like, the, the actual footboard itself, like, it yep. felt like you had some aftermarket pegs on there. Yeah, so yeah, that's a big difference. It's a race-ready bike, I think. Mm -hmm. Where the Husky, yeah, for whatever reason, it felt harsh today. 
Yeah, the Husky has a bit of a harsh feel to it, and it being shorter, like right when you sit on it, you're like, it gets significantly shorter, right? The one thing I did like about the short bike was that sometimes railing the outsides, I felt super planted, mm -hmm. but everywhere else, or if you had to go into a G out or whatever, I didn't feel that comfortable on the shorter platform. I felt more comfortable on the, on the KTM. Um, but you know, what Kyle said, that suspension did feel a lot more harsh on the Husky than it did on the KTM. And I know the settings are pretty close, right? They're yeah. not that far off from each other, so. Um, I feel yeah. that with, with the Husky, I think a lot of the problem is is, is when the bike's under load, especially at Kawia a lot when you're going really fast. So you either got, you know, the, the squat from the acceleration or the squat from the force of, of, of the engine braking or the braking. You're riding a lot more in that, you know, gunkier part of the stroke where the bike's not necessarily meant to be working that much. You know, you're riding down low and, and that's not necessarily the, 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 the most ideal part of the stroke you, you want to be riding in, you know? I think we experienced that a lot today. Brian. Yeah, the bike was very bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> now, when he talking about that S turn, oh man, I was trying to dodge those bumps. Yeah. I went through there one time, I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to do a chair read off the, the <laughs> jump. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty tough on that one. What, but what, I did, did, you, like, what did you prefer, a Husky or the KTM as KTM. far as handling? KTM was yeah. better handling for you? Way better. Yeah. Engine, what about the engine? What do you prefer more? Oh my God, KTM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, I so can't even ride the uh, Husky in map one. I had no. to keep it on map two. Too slow? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the third Austrian bike, obviously Gas Gas MC450, uh, you know, there's rumors. Of, of a new factory edition coming out soon. That's the new generation chassis and all that. But so what we're riding with the gas gas is basically, I hate to say it's old technology, but it's, you know, older than the, the Husky and KTM. I rode that thing today when I was tired and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was so easy to ride. And it's funny, it was comfortable. Cause like, even when I was getting sloppy and stuff, because it was softer, I was able to hold on to it and it was, there's more comfort, obviously, and so nothing to jerk me and make me feel like my hands are gonna come off. Um, I thought the power was great. I, I actually prefer the power delivery of the gas gas over the Husky. I think it was better. I think it breathes better. But um, felt great on it. I really loved that bike today. And I, Kyle, you really liked it. I love that thing. Really? Like, yeah, um, it was. It's soft and it's underpowered. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. But I think at a track like. Mm -hmm. or how it was set up today like I, I didn't feel the downside of being a little bit too soft mm -hmm. and the power for sure like I would have dropped a tooth in the rear sprocket just to kind of pull out the gears a little bit because um, it's it's definitely underpowered compared to the KTM and the Husky but that thing like it, it just it was comfortable I think almost it was it was underpowered so it was like kind of riding the 350 where you just kind of hold the thing wide open hope for the best um which i kind of like i prefer that instead of something that's overly powering and and i think i felt like i could ride the hell out of that that gas gas mm -hmm. and it was comfortable when i first got on it though like the f first half lap i didn't i wasn't sure if i was going to like it or not because the position of the handlebars i feel like are a little bit deeper in your lap and it kind of feels yeah, like the, the old chassis yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it, it just it felt a little weird but one or two laps in, I was, I, could, I, I was stoked on that thing. For me, I think uh, the best statement to describe the gas gas was today was, it's the best 
working bike at 60%. Like you said, like, I felt like it's the most fun, to buy, fun bike to ride when you're just like, kind of like just screwing around or not really trying. I felt that I kind of ran a little bit, I ran into some issues when I started trying to push just because the bike felt so soft. And I felt like when I was trying to go fast, the bike was just constantly moving and it was like unsettling, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just really hard to get it to like go exactly where I want because I felt the chassis was always moving. But overall, I mean, like, like Kyle said, yes, it's underpowered. Um, but I think even we experienced this last year, like the gas gas motor for some reason is a lot more freer revving than even yeah. last year's KTM and Husky was. Mm -hmm. And even compared to these bikes this year, I think it's still up there with like an engine that feels super light. You know, it, it's a 450, but it doesn't have that like heavy inertia when you're, when you're um, under engine braking. Yeah. And I really like that about the gas gas. And uh, I mean, I really respect the fact that they're kind of just staying true to like, hey, dude, this is the bike that's not going to have all the, the chingas and the bling, but mm -hmm. it's going to be a solid bike. And, and it really is, you know, um, I have I've always had a lot of fun riding the gas gas and uh, it was fun to have it in the shootout today for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. To me, I, I appreciate what they're doing. And that bike is absolutely the best bike that a lot of people can buy. If you're like a, yeah. a, a beginner, vet novice, you know, a senior novice, that bike is absolutely the most comfortable. It's the plushest, it's the smoothest. N not only does the chassis offer a lot of flex, but the, the cast clamps offer mm -hmm. more flex. The suspension is its own. While the, while the KTM and the Husky share the same valving, even though the Husky's 10 millimeters lower, it shares the same valving, the, the Gas Gas is its own proprietary setting. And it's significantly softer, and it's way too soft for me. I'm 195 and pushing pretty hard. I felt what Renee felt. I felt like I was constantly on a waterbed, and so I just never wanted to set and plant. It's like, hey, it's constantly moving. Uh, but also to your point, you know, I rode the Gas Gas 250 in our shootout last year, and I was I was hurt, and so I was riding it. 60 or you know 50 percent maybe and i'm like wow this thing is really comfortable when you're not pushing really hard i mean i i think that there's a great market for that gas gas and there's a lot of people that would like it better than any of the other bikes that we rode today for all the reasons that you yeah. outlined it's, hey, that it's thing smoother good, it's easier it'd be a good grand prix bike mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely in the dirt sure. bike yeah. Yeah. yeah when you're tired maybe it's not just 60 percent. maybe yeah. you're just you're exhausted you get pumped up you're halfway through the moto <laughs> dude and you still got <laughs> you still got a couple laps to do give me, that gas gas. give me the gas gas because i'll finish on that thing i might end up in the bleachers on the yamaha yeah. or something else you know mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you think of it i think it's great i mean definitely a good uh good 450 vet bike like i said they got all the power you can ride it it's very easy to ride and I found I, I feel comfortable in it. I mean, you spent a lot of time on it this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look good on it. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps telling me. You go <laughs> gas, gas. Yeah. How's the suspension feel? To oh, you? I feel you jump, yeah. You jump a lot of big jumps. Is it too soft for you? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. The dude was saying something about the sag. He couldn't. He turned it all the way or something. He couldn't get it. I was like, just leave it like that. He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> yeah. get enough. He couldn't the, get enough sag out of it for mm -hmm. you either. But the bike has a ton of comfort. Like. It's like, like you said, it's more of just like, for, you know, guys who want that comfort feel, whether they're beginner, novice, or, you know, whatever. Um, that bike has a purpose. And when you ride it, you can feel it, but you can push it past its limits to where, especially like 
if you start going through rhythm sections or whoops or something, that's when the chassis gets like mm -hmm. that, right? And that's why this new platform chassis is much more rigid and you feel like you stay on top of things and go through them. But that old chassis or the, or the current chassis on the gas gas, when the track gets baked and dry and rough, like sometimes at Glen Helen, I'm not sure there's not a better bike to ride than that. Yeah. Because if you're doing long motos and the track is just completely beat, square edged and bumpy like that, that mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that chassis just absorbs that kind of chop. It's plush. Yeah. You know what I'll give the gas gas? Is it looks so sick, that red. Yeah. The color red, it just looks so racy. Yeah. It's a, it's a great looking bike. I think it it's the good. best looking Austrian bike for sure. But yeah. uh, So the other red bike, the Honda CR450R, um, it has some changes this year. It's, it's refined and it has a stiffer chassis, stiffer engine hangers, uh, some motor mods, I think a smaller throttle body to increase the torque. I, to be totally honest, I got on that thing today. It was, I think it was the second bike I rode and I was really pumped with it. Like mm -hmm. I liked this year's Honda so much more than I did last year's. Um, I went a little bit low with the sag to give it a little bit of stability, mm -hmm. but uh, motor-wise, like I've always kind of like, not liked the Honda engine because I think it's too aggressive in map three and everything, but like I tried it in all three maps today and settled on, I like three. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the CRF uh, has come a long way with just a few refinements and I felt really good on it today. I agree. I, I spent a, a lot of time on the 22 last year. Uh, me and you, we got to do a lot of testing. We did some suspension stuff. We did some engine, engine hangers. Um, and I can honestly say, I, I don't think we, uh, I got as happy on, on that 22 than I did today on this bike. Um, you thought the stock bike today was better yeah, than yeah. The, all the effort you put Absol into the 22? Absolutely. Cool. Um, the biggest thing was that uh, the throttle response from the, the throttle body change they did. Um, it made a significant change and I, he didn't even really tell me anything when I got on the bike and I honestly didn't know. I had to ask him afterward. It's like, hey, you guys got engine changes? And he's like, yeah, what's up? What do you feel? And I was like, dude, honestly, the bike drives out of the turns a lot better. Um, I was talking, to, I think I was talking, telling you, Pat, earlier that I, once I released the clutch to get out of the parking lot, like, I don't touch it again. Like, it, the engine is so responsive that you never need the clutch. Like, there's no lag. Whether you're in second or third gear, you can carry, carry it, you can lug it, and uh, it pulls really nice. Um, I, I think the Honda is still my, probably my favorite engine of the class. I don't think it's the strongest, but it's my favorite um, by far. Uh, I think uh, the bike uh, overall, um, improved a lot from that. Uh, it's still rigid though. That's the only thing I gotta say is like, if I'm perfect, I'm missing all the bumps and I don't case anything, I feel like the bike is great. But the second I do, the second the track gets rough and it's just like, all right, I feel my ankles, I feel my hips, my knees a little bit, you know? So it's, it's hard. Um, the other thing that really um, makes me love the Honda is like the rider triangle is literally if I designed it myself, like it's perfect. I yeah. feel that on the Honda, I feel the most comfortable when transitioning from standing to sitting. I feel like I could stand through any turn with no issues. Um, everything is just kind of in the right place for me. And so that's why it's kind of always been one of my favorite bikes. But uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect the, the changes to be so dramatic this year, and, and they were so. I was pumped on the red bike today. Hey, Renee, did we change the grips on the 22? Yes. <laughs> Dude, those grips are too no, big. No, we did it. We did it. We did not. We did not. I think I. Uh, 
I think I had some. I just forgot to put them on. But dude, they're so thick and they're yeah. hard. And when they get worn out, they get like really slippery. Yeah. So like, you gotta I feel change like those I, for sure. I would be way more comfortable on the Honda if I yeah. changed the grips. So like ODIs some or something. Yeah, ODIs, yeah. lock-ons or something. For sure. But yeah, that's part of it for me is the, the the sensation of holding onto the bike. It feels so big. Yeah. I, I, I like the Honda. I mean, I want to love the Honda. I think it looks badass sitting there in the pits. I think it's a great looking bike. And, and to Renee's point, the ergonomics are second to none. And, it, and it's always funny to me because people varying sizes all say the same thing, how comfortable mm -hmm. the Honda is. Um, and, it's, and it feels so sleek when you're sitting on it and it's so nimble and it corners so good. And it's like, man, this thing is so amazing until you hit that square edge that you sure. didn't see and you're like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> it's like and a left hook. It's gnarly. Yeah. And, I, and I think that the power, the work that they did with the throttle body made the power delivery a little bit more manageable. I think it's, I think it's easier to ride. I also like MAP3, it's a little more aggressive. Mm -hmm. But like everything on the Honda is just quick. The power's quick, it handles quick, it turns quick, it, it's, it's very nimble in the air. And so all of that makes it really fun. I think that the engine hangers and some of the rigidity work they did in the frame made the bike better. I think they keep refining it and it keeps getting better. They added a little bit more comfort. And I, I think whatever they did, they did half of it. Like they need to do whatever they did, do that again. Uh, and, and I think they'll be a lot closer. We can definitely sacrifice some of the turning for straight line stability. And I sure. think that's the next big thing. That's sure. what would really help push that bike towards the front. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, the, like it's, it's a good package, you know what I mean? But you're right, that moment you catch a square edge and you, you get that moment where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to go down or not, <laughs> that's enough for me to be like, okay, yep. we're, we're going to take we're a little, we're going to back down a little bit, you know? You know what's and, scary is when you hit that square edge, you go, God, or it kicks you funny and you go, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Honda engine has so much power the power the the, the panic rip is scary yeah, yeah yeah no but hondas have always felt great like when you sit on a honda they, they always feel yeah. top notch you know um and the power is there i just yeah the only thing they need to do is is figure out the stability and and instilling confidence in the rider i think and that can be done in multiple ways engine hangers suspension stuff like that but it's it's rigid it would be interesting to ride that bike on a super cross track because i think it would be it'd be pretty amazing yeah. yeah yeah i agree i feel like that bike this year's bike honda is by far the best one i've ever ridden like i've always had stability issues with them or the front end gets too busy when it was on gas off gas i just always had issues today i gotta be honest i was so I jumped on the bike and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Right? <laughs> and then I start riding it and I'm like, hmm, so far so good. And then I start pushing it a little further, a little further. And then pretty soon I felt super comfortable on it. Like it, the most comfortable I've ever felt on a, you know, a Honda as of late. So um, props to them. They, yeah. they did some, some, whatever they did to the chassis that made it more stable. Mm -hmm. um, they've certainly accomplished some of that and, you know, we did a quick shootout today and, you know, with time you could get on that thing and do some different settings and probably come up with something really good. So 
I was, yeah. a, I was a little worried that the, the changes were going to be too subtle. Like it wasn't going to be quite enough because we had already try, tried certain engine hangers and it really wasn't, it was a difference, but it wasn't enough. But I think uh, the combination of, you know, changing the power characteristic a little bit um, and then the, you know, the material, the, the engine hangers, it, it was actually a, a substantial change and it was definitely noticeable today. Mm -hmm. I think with the Honda too, like if you're a guy who's, and I, I said this in the first impression, but if you're a guy who's into setting up your bike for specific tracks, that bike has unlimited options. And like, I don't know, some guys are like that. They'll have notes in a notebook and they'll be mm -hmm. like, okay, that's yeah. for Paris or that's for Glen Helen. And I think that the adjustability of the Honda is, is probably the greatest. Yeah. The Honda is the most sensitive bike to change. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you will notice one to two clickers dramatically on a Honda versus some other bikes for sure. The funny thing about that is I share that same opinion, right? That it's very sensitive to adjustments and everything. So Scrubby rode our Honda 450 quite a bit, right? Yep. He don't even check his tire pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you get along great with that bike because you oh, like a quick handling <coughs> bike like the Suzuki, right? And that yep. Honda is very quick and, and all that. So what makes you so comfortable in that thing? I could throw that bike around and just... I don't know, like he said, I like the way everything fits. Like when I sit on it, it just, I don't know. It's a good bike. Is it the scrub? But, I can oh, wear scrubs? Yeah, I could, I could throw down on that Honda, but like he said, <laughs> you hit that wrong bump, it is like, okay, calm down. It, it, it yes. is, you have to respect it. Mm -hmm. But for me, yeah, if I had some suspension, I'll love that bike. That's why I call it the Red Dragon, because you got to tame it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, at a track like, you used to ride at State, at state Fair a lot, and that's mm -hmm. tight, and it doesn't get too rough, and a lot of fun jumps, and I mean, the yeah. Honda's great there. That's, yeah, that's I was a, having fun at... I, rode, I yeah. rode the factory edition when you guys had it last year mm -hmm. at State Fair, and I did like maybe a 10-minute moto, got off the bike and was like, that, that's a, that's that it. bike could rival my Cali. Sure, sure. Like that thing was amazing in a tight track, yep. and like traction and all that. But um, yeah, when you when you open it up a little bit and you get into those higher speeds and those sweeping turns, I it's mean, a little busy. it's a little busy. Yeah. yeah. Or back-to-back -back yeah. test days at Glen Helen, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, dang it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think we've covered all the bikes. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to tally up all the results sheets. Um, I think you guys all filled out your forms, and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the shootout is gonna be a good uh, a good starting point for someone you know as always we we recommend that people don't just you know we're not giving you our judgment as as the bible right like do your own research take some test rides if you can because a lot of people have the new bikes at the track but um uh, really there's not a bad choice in 2023 we say it every year it sounds so cliche but i mean they really are so good now and there's i think there's an option for everyone now mm -hmm. no matter what you ride or how you want to ride in motocross there's, there's a bike out there for you that's available. So I think they're all great. Yeah. I know we said in the past, but this year was really hard to judge. Like I said, I really didn't know. Like I got off the last bike and I was like, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta go back and, and think about this for a second. So this year was definitely really close. Yeah, I think top three bikes for me could have flip-flopped depending on what track we were at. Oh, really yeah. sure. I agree. Yeah. Easy. My top three were close. They were that close. Yeah. Yeah. Or with a little uh, setup. up uh, 
someone more more willing to set it up the way we wanted it. A little more, gu <laughs> little more guidance, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, um, everybody, thanks for listening and watching, and uh, we'll have our 450 shootout video out as well on SwapMotoLive.com. Uh, again, thanks for uh, checking out the 805 Happy Hour for the 2023 SML 450 shootout.